What's up? What's up? What's up, brothers and sisters? Today is April the 14th. This is episode number 275 on Renell's Food for Thought Pod Radio Cast. I've been off for a couple of weeks, brothers and sisters. It's like there's so much that's going on in the world. There's two things I just want to talk about today. One, I want to talk about pimp. Pimp. Pimping. Brothers and sisters, you see it so many times. Sometimes you may understand, sometimes you may not. But here's one definition for pimping. To compromise one's principles, especially in promoting the interests of another for personal gain. To compromise one's principles, especially in the promoting the interests of another for personal gain. It's going on, brothers and sisters. They're coming after you. They're going to pimp you for their own selfish, personal, whatever. And it's not just the politicians, the churches, your social media plant, what, uh, your social media platforms. Are black people just a big old, well, I won't use that word, but something just to be pimped for whatever reason. Black people, you have to start being more accountable for yourself. You know, you got so many people out there But the world is pretty much being pimped. But black folks seem to be the number one target for being pimped. You get pimped for your votes, your follows, your money, your property. You get pimped for everything. You get pimped for your looks. Now you say, well, what does that mean? People will use anything that black people have for their own personal and self-gain and who cares what happens to the black man and the black woman because see this is a black man and a black woman thing if you are paying attention you would see it it's right in front of you each and every day you know you're getting distracted so you can be pimped for something else it's like you take uh, the real things that are going on in the world where America is trying to put down the LGBT type community over in Africa. They want them to be conforming to the ways that we have over here. Now, those people in Africa may be lacking, I'm talking about the leaders, they may be lacking in resources they may be lacking in 
a whole lot of other things. But if there's one thing those people over in Africa do not go for, especially their leaders, their leaders, is that homosexual agenda in Africa. See, Camilla goes over there and offer these people money, trying to pimp. And these people look at her like she's crazy. Because see, if that's what you're trying to bring over in a country, that just because they're lacking in resources and other things, and you're trying to bring a homosexual agenda to the continent of Africa by offering some money, because see, they will benefit even greater. Because basically, you're talking about all these black people over in Africa, whether they agree that they're black or not, <laughs> even though we know they are, because that's the only reason why America is going to go over there is to try to pimp these people out of their human rights and basically put in another human rights agenda. That's what America wants. But see, when you get right down to it, the sad thing of it is, is that we want to bring this type of homosexuality agenda to everybody but one thing America does not do because they know better America doesn't go to these Muslim countries and try to bring that homosexuality because see one thing about the Muslims whether they be light skin dark skin white whatever they're not having it they don't go for that they do not go for it and America knows better that's why uh, Camilla wasn't going over to them Arab nations and talking that stuff but see black people are used to being pimped out of everything especially here in America but see the people over in Africa are starting to stand up and says you know no more of that modern western world crap we're not taking that stuff because see I was checking out a video with a, uh, one of the presidents in one of the uh, uh, one of the countries in, uh, in Africa was like saying hey China is bringing military training in Russia. They're bringing military training and knowledge for how they can protect themselves. America's bringing a homosexual agenda, but those other countries are bringing something where they can protect themselves. And see, brothers and sisters, when you get right down to this, I'm talking about really get right down to it. If Africa aligns with China and Russia, you just think about that. Just really, really think about that. You're talking about two powerful countries, two powerful, I'm sorry, two powerful nations lining up with Africa and all those resources that Africa has over there. You just think about that. Because see, over here, we may not like our brothers from over in, on the continent, which, you know, we need to get away from all of that stuff because basically that's what the media and that's what the, uh, they pretty much want you to do over, there, over here and want them to dislike us. But see, if they start to align with those two powerful countries, nations, it's going to be, it ain't going to be looking too good. And if we don't change our ways and stop being pimped, because somebody gives us a little trinket or two and says, we like you because you can do this or you can do that for me. Because see, I'm saying it like this instead of really coming down hard because 
a lot of my my uh my podcasts of late they haven't been getting played or they've been getting played but they have been reaching uh the people like they should and i know the reason why i i can't sit up here and go off into it but i know the reason why and it hasn't been something where i'm sitting up there with a whole bunch of curse words but i understand my stuff is being monitored like everybody else stuff being monitored mine is probably being monitored a little bit more because i have a whole lot more and i've said a whole lot over the last four years so i know my stuff is probably being monitored really being monitored but this pimping thing brothers and sisters you're being pimped and a lot of times you don't even see it and you settle for nothing the internet they pimp you and they really give you nothing but they use you to gain whatever you know they're trying to gain it's like look at a clubhouse clubhouse went from a measly comp a little measly company within nine months they was up there at a four billion dollar evaluation why because of black people and what do black people get for that nothing if they're getting anything they're getting so little it's nothing so basically they're getting nothing after turning a company into a four billion dollar evaluation damn you know four billion dollars in nine months damn I've been with Clubhouse for two years and an investor. And hell, I don't even think Club, uh, not Clubhouse, fan base. I don't think we had a, a we had a, a bill. We had a, I don't even think we had a hundred million dollar evaluation. But see, this is the difference, brothers and sisters. When you black people give you peanuts, use you up, use your content, use your culture, and throw you away. Same thing as the politicians do. Use you up, get your vote. And then don't give you nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. They may put some, a pay, they may pave your streets to get the potholes out. But they give you, they give you so little, what they're giving you is nothing. And then a lot of times your black politicians, they come over there. And what do, uh, what do white politicians do when they come, when they're trying to get your vote? They go to black churches. Why? Because the black church is the biggest of all pimps. And it's sad. Because you get very little teachings. Because if you were getting the proper teachings in these black churches, you wouldn't have that mess. You would have a better understanding of what's really going on in the world. But since you don't, they go there and the black preacher, especially if he has a name for himself. And then they go into that hooping, hollering uh, stuff, you know, and uh, and the spiritual and uh, they start giving you that spiritual jargon. And then it's like, oh boy, here we go, here we go. Now it turns into a, uh, uh, it turns into a sideshow. It's like I was looking at a little bit of this young man, uh, Pearson, who was uh, suspended from his uh, position down there in Memphis, and they reinstated him. But I was looking at the uh, the speech, and I was looking at, oh, I'm like, oh my God. You know, then they get up there with the spiritual jargon. You know, I hate to be that way, but the spiritual jargon doesn't work on these folks no more. And it makes us look like clowns because, see, we go through all the spiritual jargon, the movements and the, 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 the praising, so-called praising of the Lord. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, this. Thank you, that. And we go out and do the same old bull crap that we've always done. 
do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and then claim Jesus. You're being pimped for everything. It ain't just a woman out there selling her body. It's us out there selling something that's more important. We're selling our integrity. For what? Nickels. Pennies on a dollar. That's what we're doing, brothers and sisters. We don't see it. Then again, we do see it. Then again, we don't care because it's like, hey, everybody else is doing it. See, that's what separates us. We used to do what everybody else did. Now we do. So we just like everybody else and no better. I did a podcast. I think it's 115. The New Devil. Yep, that's right. That's right. It was us. We have taken over that new role. Like I've always said, you can't blame white folks for your demise all the time. You just can't blame them for everything that we do. Because a lot of times we do things to ourselves. We do things to ourselves because we're looking at it as trying to get paid. Oh, I'm going to get paid. Or we look at it as a come up. You know, I remember back when the riots happened back in 1990 and people was looking at it. Oh, it's a come up. Or in the, uh, what? In the, in the 70s, back down there in New York, when they was having all those issues down there, I think it was, what, 76, 77, when they was having all those issues down there, and they was looking at it as having to come up. You're stealing other people's goods, thanking God for stealing because it's a come up. We coming up. I understand people are poor. I understand people need things, but stealing somebody's goods and calling it a come up, well, that ain't exactly a come up. But see, that's the thinking because the training and the knowledge is not there. The training and the knowledge goes into pimping you in these churches. Not all of them, of course, not all of them, not all of them. Make sure I make make sure I say that. Into doing what's wrong. When a church, a church cannot speak on homosexuality, you know, you either need to, more than likely, you need to leave that place. Or you know, these are the times of Sodom and Gomorrah. We, we, we're living there now. This is a modern Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we live. We have done so much to ourselves, we can't see reality anymore. Reality is social media. Whatever they say on social media. What does Biden do? Biden goes and asks a rapper, try to get her opinion on the election back in 2020. There's nothing wrong with Cardi B. You know, but it's like, you don't go to people to get a black agenda. Hell, you won't even talk to Ice Cube in his uh, platform that he had put out there but you go to Cardi B see that's the difference they don't respect black people Grandpa Joe don't respect black people he does not he was trying to put black folks as many as he could in jail back in the 93 when he passed his law when he passed his bill and then you think 20 30 something years later he has reformed himself to be your friend Black people, you ain't going to never wake up. 
you're going to continue to be pimped because you don't care. Or maybe you care. Or maybe, well, you know, you can do something. You just don't want to do something. See, it takes too much to actually put in work. So I'm going to do something, but I'm going to go someplace else where it's already done. And that's where I'm going to do it at, where I don't have to do but very little. And that's what we do, a lot of us. That's why when we talk about education in our schools, we talk about education, you know, in these neighborhood schools and whatnot. We want to go to the suburbs because education is better instead of standing and fight. Black folks don't really want to fight anymore. But yet you want to complain but you don't want to stand up when you have other groups that are standing up. Well, yeah, they may have gotten here yesterday, but still, that's no excuse. See, take the excuses out of what you do and start doing something, but take the excuse out of it because white folks don't want to hear your excuses. They don't want to hear your marches. They don't want to hear your, your jargon in your speeches when you start talking about, you know, you're talking about things and then all of a sudden you go off into a, uh, uh, like you in a spiritual trance and you really putting it out there you're putting on a show that's all you're doing you're just putting on a show I won't call it a menstrual show but you're putting on a show so we need to stop being pimped we need to wake the hell up and start doing something you don't always have to be seen you just need to do it you do it it'll be passed down you don't have to be seen on social media like you're trying to get some acceptance for doing something. It's like Chris Rock once said, black people want to get applauded for doing stuff that they should be doing anyway. That's one of his specials. We want to get applause for something that we should be doing anyway. That's the problem that we have. Because see, brothers and sisters, this is where we stand. Now, moving on from being pimped. Now, let's move on to something where we can be or we should be proud of or we should be trying to be proud of ourselves for doing it. For those of us who are doing it, we should start performing the mindset of ownership. Whether you have it or not, Act as though. See, ownership, the act, state, or right of processing something. I'm sorry, possessing something. The act, the state, or right of possessing something. See, when we start having ownership, real ownership, I ain't talking about what you see, what, 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 what you see these people be demonstrating on social media. When you actually have something and you know you got it, when you know you have it, you ain't got to go out there and promote it. You ain't got to go up there and prove nothing to nobody because you know it. When you know you have it, you ain't got to go up there and prove nothing to nobody. You should be passing on that type of knowledge so other people can and get in the mindset of owner. Because, you know, when we start talking about ownership, Ain't nothing like owning, say, your own car. When you got to go somewhere, you just get up and go, boom. You ain't got to wait on no Uber. You ain't got to wait on this. You ain't got to wait on that. You just get up and go, boom. 
or when you own your own home, you ain't got to worry about nobody coming to put you out because your destiny is in your own hands when you have your own. Because see, when an owner of an apartment that you may be renting get tired of you, oh, he'll get you out. One way or another, you going. You may last and last for a little while, but it won't be a lifetime. Because he'll get you out eventually. Ownership of your own property. When COVID hit, all these people got a break. Oh man, you ain't got to pay rent. Government, I don't, yeah, I think the government picked up part of that tab. But eventually when COVID was dying down, them owners were like, man, we want our money. And we're going to get it. Getting government popped up again. And, you know, giving out extensions. The owner, I'm sorry, being a property owner, only thing they did, well, when you're in good standings, they sent out a note. Don't worry about this year. I said this year. I'm talking about this 12 months. Don't worry about this year. You could take this 12 months and put it to the end of your loan. You could put it to the end of your loan. What they said. You could put it to the end of your loan and it won't count against you. Meaning you can pay no mortgage for a year and don't even worry about it. We know times are hard and you're still good. Ownership. Owning property. You have to want to own your own. You want to have, I don't care if you buy a little piece of dirt. It's your property and put a motor home on it or put a shed on there and live in that shed. You can have an acre and put a shed on there and it's your property. Why? It's your property. You do what you want to do with it. That's why having a piece of this earth is very much important. Ownership. We have to start developing the mind of ownership. It's like with stocks, even though with stocks you're buying into a company you're investing buying however you want to put it but you know what you're buying and you have some part of ownership some part of it not a whole lot but you have it's the it's the mindset like i say of getting just the mindset of owning something something don't have to be much, but it needs to be something so you can pass on to your kids so you can tell your kids, hey, look, we have a piece of this. See, Magic Johnson, I use this story a lot. Magic Johnson put up five, he put up $50 million when he sold his shares of the Lakers, it's 4.5% of the Lakers, and he bought into the Dodgers for 2.25%. That's what $50 million got him for a $2 billion deal. They got him 2.25%. Now, see, people think Magic, oh, man, because at one point, oh, Magic owns the, uh, the Dodgers. Uh, no, he don't. Magic had a small percentage. But you know what? He had a small percentage. But he still had some type of ownership in the Dodgers. He has ownership into the L.A. football club soccer team 
down here in Los Angeles. See, having a little peace, because you could always pass that down to your children. When you start talking about building a generational wealth, real generational wealth starts with the home. It doesn't have to be a whole lot worth millions and millions of dollars. Generational wealth is starting with the home because people, what do they do? They pass down their property to who? Their children, Whether whatever their children do with it. They sell it or they keep it. But it's part of building generational wealth. It's property. It's stocks. It's bonds. Generational wealth, we talk about like everybody's supposed to have generational wealth. I had this video where I put, I put, uh, I put out where this young girl, oh, my mama didn't have generational wealth and I got to work and I got to pay for this. And, you know, they say I'm a good worker and, you know, she didn't want to hear that. But it's not your mother's fault. But you have, she has the chance to build some type of generational wealth. Like I say, it starts with the house. House is usually the first. Property is usually what is left to uh, left to children when their parents die. Property. That's a start. You know, ain't nobody, unless you just had that type of wealth where you can pass down your millions and your billions to your, to your siblings, to your uh to your children, to your wife, whatever. When uh, Aaron Spelling passed away, he was the one who had all the TV shows back in the 70s and whatnot and uh, 90210, the uh, TV series. When he passed away, he left his children. After taking care of his children, he left each one of his children. He had two children. He had a boy and a girl, Tori and her brother. He left them $750,000. Now, he was a billionaire, but he left them $750,000 apiece. Why? Because he took care of them. He gave them a start. But he left the rest to his wife. His wife. Not his children. His wife. See, when our parents give us a start, we're supposed to be the ones who take it to the next level. If we can. But if you can't, then you should always, there should be no regret in you because you tried. So you can only try. If you look at the world, everybody's not going to be one. Everybody's not going to be rich. Everybody's not rich. That's why the wealthiest people in the world, what, uh, anywhere between uh, one to three percent. Not talking about really wealthy, the billionaire status. One to three percent in the high hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollar status. It's only a very small percentage. It's not a very big percentage. So that tells you, everybody's not going to be rich. And you may say, well, I want to be rich. Well, you can be rich. Rick James was rich. But one bad weekend, one bad weekend with the old... And that can wipe out your debt. No, I'm sorry. That can wipe out your uh, your wealth. One bad weekend with, uh, you know, with some drugs. And wipe your debt out. I'm sorry, wipe your, uh, your fortune out. See, being rich, rich and wealthy are two different things. I remember Shaq said this, and it was funny, but it was true. The white man who owns the team, he's wealthy. The players who play for him are rich. Rich and wealthy. But ownership is a start. You have to start somewhere. 
And I don't care how old you are. You have to start somewhere. You're never too old to buy property. You're never too old to buy stock. Or too young to buy stock or property. But you have to start from somewhere. But as long as you continue to make excuses as to why you can't, then basically that's all you're going to have is a bunch of excuses and you're never going to achieve. And people who listen to people who come up with excuse after excuse for just anything, because you got people who just make excuses for everything. You got people who make excuses for they black. They hate being black. Not understanding you the original man or woman. But people like that, just leave them alone. They're not even worth your time. That's why. Go out there. Never use your age and put your age as an excuse. I never put my age as an excuse. Even though I accomplished some things, I say some things at an early age, even middle age. But, you know, I'm still growing. I haven't given up on life. I haven't given up on life. I haven't given up on ownership. Why? Because it's a challenge. It's a challenge that I think everybody should go for. And not only is it a challenge, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of fun going out there and, you know, building. Consistency is key, though. I ain't saying have a good year this year and go out there and don't do shit the next year. No, 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 no. Consistency. See, I would say, I'm talking about myself on this, on this end as I get ready to close. Consistency has always been my motto because you can be consistently good or you can be consistently bad. Consistency is key. When you start to build any kind of wealth, you may not build billionaire status or even high millionaire status, but building comes with consistency. And I've always been consistent in my dealing with my, my stocks, dealing with property. It's like over the last three decades, you take what? The beginning of the 90s, you take uh, the 21st century and you take the what second century uh, the second decade in the 21st century of buying a piece of property so consistency has always been key the 90s the 2000s buying property I've been buying stocks since 19 I'm sorry, since 2001. First time I started buying, I bought it at Share Builders. I was dealing with Share Builders. I got it off a credit card. One of my credit cards was uh, promoting. I bought it in the Kmart. It might have been early because I don't remember, but I think it was 2001 I first started. And I was dealing with uh, Share Builders and Eaton. Those are the two companies. I didn't know. I was learning. I was learning the tricks of the trades back then. I used to look at the stock. When I was in, back in the 70s, I used to look at the business section the sports page was first in the business section when I would ever I would go visit my, my grandparents sports page first then the business section and I was a kid I was a kid and then one day the opportunity came because you know back in you know you think that only people who have money can buy stocks or that's what it was for but I learned that quickly that it wasn't and once I was able to start I got interested and couldn't stop. 
I came up today. I was uh, I was going over some things because it was a slow day at work with Renell's 15. I think I might have posted my uh, uh, 15, the 15 stocks. And when I say this, brothers and sisters, I'm about to close. Ownership. Always remember ownership. You may, however you may perceive it, that's your business. But it's ownership. Whether you got one share, I ain't saying you own a company, but you got some ownership. You have a stake in a company, even though it may be one share, still a stake. If a company had a sale and it says we want all the shares, 100%, and you have one share, it's I ain't selling nothing. I'm keeping mine. That company couldn't sell, or it'd be a hard, it'd be hard, it'd be hard for them to sell. I'm just, you know, this is just you know a hypothetical. But consistency. Renell's fifteen. When I started Renell's fifteen, five dollars on the top fifteen stocks for twenty twenty three. Five dollars every week. Five dollars. Boom on. These top 15 stocks, $5. And you can do that. You can go to, uh, you can do that on your cash app. You can do that on Robinhood. You know, on some of these other platforms, five, just $5. And you just keep doing it every week. That's only $75 a week. Or $15 a month. That's only 200 and what, uh, uh, 225 but some type of consistency. It's like, and I'm closing after this, it's like the 52-week challenge. For 52 weeks, I posted a video. I was going to do it this year, but something happened. I said, no, maybe I'll, I'll bring it back. I'll probably bring it back in 2024. This year, I got sidetracked, especially when my wife passed away, like, because I was going to start it sometime in March. But after that, I was like, no, I don't feel like being bothered with it. I don't feel like posting those videos every week. But with the 52-week challenge that I started last year, 52 weeks, I put in money. At the end of that year, just putting in money. At the end of the year, I ended up with $720. $720. And you know what I did with that money, brothers and sisters? I put that in Pepsi stock, and I put that in uh, AT&T stock. I divided the money up, and that's where I put it. Pepsi and AT&T. Consistency in building. Consistency leads to wealth. Not just talking about it doing it. I get a lot of people who come up to me or DM me all the time uh, or or uh, want to be friends on my uh, uh, my my many what social media platforms and they're offering cryptocurrency, crypto mining. And that's fine. But I don't deal with that stuff. It's cool. I have a little bit. But you know, that's not what I do. That's not what I want to do at this moment. Because once I want to do it, oh, I already know how to do it. I don't need people want me to open up uh, accounts and all this. I don't do that stuff. I don't want to. I already know how to do that. I am a day trader. A day trader. I do. I deal mainly with penny stocks. Those are the ones I constantly buy and sell. I'm a day trader. I don't have a Series 7's license. Why? Because I don't work for an institution where I'm dealing with other people's money. Because when you're working for, when you're selling uh working with other people's money you have to have a series 7 license I don't have one why because I use my own money I'm my own bank I use my own money so no I'm a day trader but I don't uh, have a series 7 because I don't use other people's money and I don't trade for other people I only deal with myself is that selfish no it's not selfish because 
until you understand the game itself, the stock market, the penny market, until you understand it, you wouldn't understand what I was doing no way. And I don't have time to sit and explain what I'm doing every day, every minute, every second on a day to people when you're dealing with people's money. When you deal with your own money, you ain't got to hear that. I ain't got to hear that because it's only my money. But brothers and sisters, get yourself interested in doing something that's going to lead you to some type of ownership, whether it be franchising. Do something. Do something. This is your brother. And for this episode, number 275, Renell's Food for Thought Pod Radio Cast, I'm out. Until we speak again, peace out. Enjoy your weekend and remember ownership, consistency. Oh, and never forget, master the numbers. Master the numbers. I tell people this all the time. Master the numbers. See, when you master the numbers, you ain't got to worry about what all these other people are doing because you, you know when you master the numbers. You master the numbers. That's how I get my $200 every day. Master the numbers. It don't have to be a full number. It can be a part number. And I'm gonna get my money. No, I don't need your I don't need your help. Cause I'm mastering the numbers. Brothers and sisters, this is your brother said I'm out. Peace.